Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. There. All right, they're about okay. I'm gonna unmute. Solidify here. himself as the starter ahead of Jonathan Quick as Logan Couture and the Sharks continue. The so, dude, we're recording this as the Sharks are playing the first period against the Kings, and we are going to have the podcast on top of the game. I'm sure this will not be a huge disaster. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever done that, so we figure it's a, a year of experimenting, right? So uh, uh, why not have the same low standards the Sharks have for their uh, quality of play on the podcast? That's right, and you can see we're recording this video. I don't know if we're going to release the video. I feel like we should have matching polo shirts, but uh, we... <laughs> We don't. I love that we're both watching the game, and I'm wearing a Star Wars T-shirt, and you're wearing some Japanese baseball shirt. I'm wearing a Japanese baseball shirt. Yeah. So this is how this is. When the Sharks managed only one goal. So who's in? Gambrell's in. Sorensen. So standard. They, so they played the rookie one game. Yeah. And now he's out. Yeah, Chemilevsky's been out. This is the second game he's been out. So, I mean, this is the whole... I mean, dude, I mean, like, this is... We were kind of joking about this, but, I mean, how is this any different than Pete DeBoer's, you know, total hate of all the role players? Like, I feel like that attitude has not changed. (laughs) No, it hasn't. And, dude, we actually have a decent shift to start this game by the Sharks. Hurdle's line actually looking active. Actually creating turnovers? Wait a minute. As Dylan Gambrell, who's been one oh. of the more impressive forwards for the Not Sharks. Offsides. Okay. Ten games deep oh! Oh my gosh! Scores! Right! Minute 20 in. It's Timo Meyer, our, one of our favorite whipping boys. On the board in LA. Well, we'll take it, dude. We'll take it. I mean, uh, there's Todd McClellan. Look at him, that silver fox. Dude, this is um, a good start. What can I say? We've seen this before. We saw this. uh, The Sharks did this uh, in Anaheim where they managed to split against the lowly Ducks. And I like the the patience of Meyer not just taking a one-time shot there in the slot. He actually pulls it to the backhand and pulls it around. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's nice goal to start the like game. It when you see Timo Meyer in that spot, right? Like, that's you want to see Timo Meyer around the net, which we just haven't seen that enough. And the fact that he was in that area, that's a good sign. The Sharks are buzzing here to start. Yeah, it looks good. Now... Gambrell, who suddenly has managed to secure a roster spot, sort of out of nowhere. I mean, Gambrell, right? Like, he was looking promising uh, when he scored against the Blues in the playoffs two years ago and seemed to be one of the only, you know, Sharks with any fight left at the end of the year. And then he just fell off the planet last year, right? Yeah. Completely. And now... He might be one of the only role players who has on solid ground. 
Myers goal from Donato. We'll see if there's a second. Meyer from Donato is the call, dude. Look at I'm this. A, I'm a big Ryan Donato fan. Me too. Like, so far, like big time. He, he's money in the, money in the shootout, which appears to be the only way we can get two points. But it's uh, just all around game. That's been a really solid pickup for the Shark, for sure. I mean, and and um, we talked about this. I don't know if it was last week, the week before. I mean, Matt Nieto's been good too. Matt Nieto's like, been really good. Two pickups have been upgrades, no question. Now it's Burns, and Burns pass, knocked down as LeBanc tried to collect it. Ferraro's got it back for the Sharks, over to Burns. So it's Ferraro and Burns. Kopitar has like 87,000 points already in this season somehow. More than a point per game for Kopitar. The veteran line with Ayafalo, Kopitar, and Dustin Brown. The former captain and current captain. Both All right. On the same line for Todd Is Jeff Carter still in the league, dude? Yeah, I like this pairing right now. Uh, I'm going to take a rain check on that question. Is Jeff Carter no... still play for the, for the Kings? I have no idea. <laughs> All I know is Drew Doughty apparently makes $11 million a year and he can't get his teeth fixed. I, I guess that's just... It's a choice. Now, that's uh, a yeah, choice. it's obviously like a fashion decision at this point, right? That is I mean, a choice. That's intentional. Here we you go. Just, a little rush here. Tries to make a move around Big McDermott. Just figure they're going to knock out again. Why spend the money on the bridge, I guess? Is that the move? Oh, come on. I like this. I mean, like, dude, I mean, I, I, I love the start here. Like this line again, you know, in and around the net. It's something we haven't seen enough of this year where, you know, there we go. I mean, you know, hurdle around the net. Like Meyer taking a strong move to the net. Yeah, I mean, get Meyer in the crease, fighting two guys. Hurdle taking it to the net. Making extra pass on extra pass and playing, you know, on the edges, right? Shimmick does indeed get the second assist on the Meyer goal. I mean, this is how the Sharks, we were hoping the Sharks would play on a consistent basis. And maybe it takes a, a team that's not very good, like the Kings, to bring it out. Well, I mean, you've got to pick up some points somewhere, right? And you've got to gain some confidence because this team is so inconsistent that, you know, oh, I was kind of hoping they might find that confidence against the Bucks. And they did in stretches, but they also were horrible in stretches. As Marlow got it back in. Another nice play by Marlow last shift. He had to make a quick little pass. And how about that pass across the ice by Burns right to the King player? God. Those are the kinds of passes that just make me crazy. He's got time with the puck, and he throws it across the ice right to a stick. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the hard part, right, dude? Because it's sort of like if you have one player like that, you can kind of live with it because you've got the reward. But when you've got two guys doing that, yeah, which is what the Sharks have, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough when a third of your, your D are making questionable choices 
And we've seen it pay off more with Burns than with Carlson still. Like, I mean, like, still waiting for that flash of magic, right? Turns over, boy, get your legs moving up north the other way. sure. Transition quickly and try to catch the LA Kings sleeping, if you will. Kings have lost three in a row. Kings lost three in a row. I like that. Their series <laughs> Maybe we can make it four. In Anaheim. They stayed in Southern California. Had a day off on Sunday. Back to practice yesterday. And now two in the next three nights against these Kings. You think the Sharks went to Disneyland there? What do you think they did on their day off? <laughs> Is Disneyland even open? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. No, dude. There's Todd McClellan wearing his mask incorrectly. I like that. Is it upside down? No, he just had it below his nose and stuff. But he, you know, to well, his credit, standard. he he quickly pulled it into the right position. So I do think, I mean, like it's not funny, but it is funny that like these coaches are wearing their masks and then they pull them down to like scream at their players. I know. So that's exactly when you should be wearing it. to the net, turned aside by Jones. Jones, of course, the former LA King netminder, who the Sharks got. In a three-way deal, as it turned out, first traded to Boston, and then the Bruins flipping Jones to the Sharks. Great hustle by Mario Ferraro in the corner against Kopitar. Steal there by Brown as he got it away from the sophomore D-man Ferraro. Kopitar and Brown, the one-timer, wow. and he snapped um, that nice one. Nice little trip by uh, Dowdy there. That's a veteran the move. Starts of his career, 14 points in the first 11 games coming in. Uh, this top line for the LA Kings pushing back there, getting a good opportunity. Brown popping out in the slot, gets a good feed from Kopitar. Looked like it may have been just deflected. As you see. I mean, a pretty, pretty slick start to the game is now kind of turned into a bunch of neutral zone turnovers more of a slog yeah and how about mark edward vlasic getting his minutes cut dude what do you think sorry mark edward vlasic getting his minutes cut he is playing less than mario ferraro now yes i i I based on what i've observed as a fan absolutely i mean vlasic has been trending downward for the last few seasons but there are times this year I feel like Uh-oh. he doesn't even care. Like, I mean, like his effort is so poor at times. Never been known for being a physical player, but his lack of engagement. When you're playing with, when you're playing with Carlson, who won't engage physically either, like that's a terrible pairing, you know, where, yeah, I mean, you know, you want to go around them, they'll sort of open the door for you and, and, and show you to your table. Like, I mean, like, come on, guys. Yeah, no yeah, physical Vlasic, consequence. Uh, he should have his minutes cut, and I hope he wakes up a little bit because, gosh, he, he has the, or had, the ability to be one of the best shutdown defensemen in the NHL. And that, you know, it, it goes back to the, what we've been talking about all season. You've got... Your best players have to be your best players. And for the Sharks, that has not been happening. When your best player is Ryan Donato, who is the newest player right. and shouldn't be your best player, but he's the one who's putting in the best effort on a nightly basis, right? And that's a problem. That's a problem. Dude, I mean, have you? do you feel like you've noticed a difference in, in just this short series season so far? And how the Sharks play in front of Martin Jones and how they play in front of Devin Dubnik? 
Man, it's it certainly seems like Dubnik is more of a battler in the net, but I can't say I've seen a huge difference. Are you are you saying you do? But I feel like there is at least, and maybe it's just coincidence, but I felt like in the Dubnik game in the Anaheim series, there was considerably more uh piss and vinegar in in the sharks and feistiness and maybe that's a reflection more of Dubnik's personality but like their their compete level and their battle level just seem to be higher and um I don't know why that is or what that means or maybe it means nothing but um it's just a a fan's observation that I feel like the team seems to play a little bit more aggressively and more motivated to protect the net when it's Dubnik. That's interesting. We'll have to we'll have to look at that more going forward. I can't say I saw that directly, but certainly you have to say Dubnik has the inside track right now. His stats are much better over the last few games, and but Jones has been great in the shootout. So. And it seems like every other game the Sharks play goes to the shootout, so maybe having a great shootout goalie is uh, a huge advantage right now for the Sharks. ...with Dylan Gambrellis. He was along that wall there as the defenseman Mata came down to pinch. You know, those are the ones that as long as you're talking and communicating to one another, you can all be... So this is an interesting experiment, dude. I think we're going to record throughout the first period, and it'd be fun to see what the listeners think. We'll try to do it with video. I'm going to cut in some audio from the game so people can get our reactions, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, certainly uh, um, some in, in-game, in in-moment reactions, but also probably uh, more silence than we're used to in terms of uh, we're actually taking in the game here. Look at that speed here. Holy smokes. And a stick saved by Jones off Jared Anderson Dolan. Wow, Jared Anderson Dolan. He's one of my favorite players in the NHL. <laughs> you know that is, I have no idea. Dude, I mean, there's certainly, there's a lot of storylines in the NHL right now. You talk about how the Sharks are kind of a mess. I mean, there's, uh, you know, the Vancouver Canucks seem to be a, a total train wreck right now. And I was listening on the 31 Thoughts podcast about how, you know, disappointing they've been and how there's sort of just open speculation that that most of the players don't even want to be there they don't like playing for the gm you know and that there's this you know in the irony of uh an impeachment trial happening uh starting today that there's an insurrection happening in uh in vancouver Vancouver of all places right now right where um and and i don't know you i kind of can't help but go back to as we watch brent burns that here and kind of try and restart the rush. Oh, you look at the Sharks and how they reacted to Joe Pavelski being gone, which it just completely kind of ripped their soul out. And then if you're the Canucks and you had a great run last year, and then your management responds by not signing Jacob Markstrom and allowing yeah. him to go to your one of your most hated rivals, right? And then you know, uh, they bungled re-signing Tyler Toffoli and allowed him to leave, and he's just tearing it up in Montreal. Um, you know, and they allowed some other, you know, role players to walk. That, that, that can have a real 
impact on a team other than just skill on the ice, dude. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to spend your whole life playing competitive hockey, and obviously you don't get into a position of playing in the NHL unless you care so much about winning and losing. And then circumstances beyond your control leads you to believe that the team doesn't really care that much about winning anymore. That's just got to be so frustrating. I can't imagine how that wouldn't have... Quick shot from the point. Ooh. And Peterson got his stick that on like that. That looked like something. Maybe a little redirect on that quick Kanishoff shot. Leah Sanderson into the zone. And well, dude, I feel bad. I think, I don't know if I've always pronounced the name correctly, but now we heard it from Brett Hedekin. It's pronounced Kanishoff. I'm trying not yes. to make that mistake I again. definitely can count on one hand oh. how many times I pronounced that correctly. Come on now. There's Donato oh, again. again. There they are again. I mean, this line is most definitely the best line of the night so far for the Sharks. Donato, Meyer, Hurdle. You know, what a what a great great start for them. I can't say that I've noticed the other top line much at all. Um Dude, I mean, it, it, as we're talking about the line that we haven't noticed much, I mean, the first uh, fifth of the season, you would have to say that the Kevin LeBanc contract is bad or horrible. Horrible so far, for sure. I, I, I mean, I, I know you were, we were talking about something else at the time, but there was a moment earlier in the game that I particularly noticed and, uh, a Sharks player came around behind the net and tried to dangle around a Kings player like on his own goal line and coughed it up. It didn't turn into a quality scoring chance, but I I sort of furrowed my brow in a vain attempt to explain the situation, and the player turned around, and sure enough, it was Kevin LeBanc only a few minutes ago. And it's just, you keep making, I don't know, it just seemed like a weird play to make. You could, you could have easily gone to the boards, chipped it out, and that was just a strange decision to make defensively and if you're not scoring on the other side of the ice those kinds of weird decisions look worse and worse and worse all the time and that's the one thing about Kevin LeBanc if he's scoring in bunches okay maybe you can overlook a little turnover here and there but if you're not man you just look like a liability and right now I I can't it's it looks like he's trying he's still trying to find his footing of course we want him to succeed but right now it's it's not paying off but but let's keep in mind Let's give it some credit. He's probably only the fifth worst contract on the Sharks right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, very true. I mean, this is not going to be a good situation if Kevin LeBanc is a half a point per game player. Like, that, that cannot be what his production is because that's what he is right now. And if... You know, he ends up being a 40-point forward making almost $5 million. Yeah. And certainly the storyline for the season for the Sharks, the feel-good storyline is Patrick Marlowe going after the all-time games played list and should get it because, you know, there's not a lot of players that are going to take his spot right now. He certainly seems to be very solid in his role at the moment. I don't see a reason why you would want to get rid of Patrick Marlowe. He's been, he's he's been good. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, not, but not, I mean, you know, not a a real contributor. I mean, like other than doing the little things, I suppose, but you know, and maybe that's all you could ask for from him at this point, but 
certainly haven't seen those trademark scoring touch. Right, and and I guess you know certainly doesn't seem like he's the guy that provides that uh, strong leadership presence in the room. He was captain at one time, but that's been several years now. And now without Jumbo and Pavelski, oh, who was the defenseman in the slot there that did not see the guy in the back door whose only job it is is to see the guy in the back door? <laughs> Oh, you know man. the answer. Was that Shimmick? That might have been Shimmick, though. I'm not sure. I I'm not. See. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. It's hard to pick out these numbers. I'm glad we're not actually calling the game. It would be just be just uh, a word salad of nonsense from us. Okay, so dude, one thing that did happen this uh, weekend in the Anaheim series is the return of Drew Remenda. Right. The broadcast, dude, in the uh, intermissions. Dude, I mean, what what do you make of this? Do you think that this is a a, a test in bringing Drew back? Is this a what in bringing Drew? Is, is this, this a, a? I mean, is this? I know that I think you said this was a small sample size. They're going to have for a few games, but I mean, why would they bother doing that if they weren't considering bringing Drew back completely? I, I think they have to. They have to consider. I mean, certainly. Um, you know, I don't, Oh, here we go Couture. again. Come on. Wow. I thought that was in. I thought Couture hit it out of the air. line is getting involved with getting close to the net as well. You're glad to see them sort of adopting this, uh, same sort of philosophy. I like that. Right. And I don't want to jinx it, but so far the sharks haven't taken a penalty, which is, you know, Oh, <laughs> Sharks haven't taken a penalty as they cut to the referee announcing a penalty. But I think it's off his arm behind the goalie. If that went in, would that have counted? I'm not so sure. After you're going to get the penalty if they keep it rolling here. But that chance, I love a Couture. Just put it right back out front. Create some. Is that Dowdy dumping Couture and taking the penalty? Yeah, because oh, right Couture's on the bench, so... They, no, it's Kevin LeBanc, who is so in the, the box. On a power play. Their power play oh, tied for of course. And I know it's early in the year, but a huge improvement over last year when they were 26th with the man advantage. They went over 4 against Vegas on Sunday, but they have not gone two games in a row this year without getting at least one power play goal. So let's see the Matt Nieto show on the kill, shall we? Now I have follow, trying to send it back for Doughty out of his reach. I mean, you know, for for, for Kevin LeBanc to be second on the team, I mean, he has more penalty minutes, he has points. Yeah. And that's going to come back on an icing. And his penalties seem to come at just the worst time, right? Like, I mean, they... We get a first look at... Oh, Well, now we apologize. Technical difficulties. Bear with us as we... We'll well, a minute 26 left now in the power play, dude. The Let's off the see if the, the zone. Sharks, see if the sharks can keep them off. The Do the Sharks have a fighting major yet? Of course, last year it finished number one. Uh, that's a good so, question. Right? I don't think so either. Kempe, shoulder to shoulder with Vlasic. Hurdle in. He'll get to it ahead of Dustin Brown. Sorensen 
Trying to work it from Ayafalo. It is cleared by the Sharks. Really good stuff from Tomas Hurdle. Didn't want to fire it hard off the board. I mean, really, I mean, if, if the listeners like this, what we probably should do, if we really want to hear the colorful languages record us watching the second period of every game because <laughs> that is where the Sharks are really at their true shark is. Uh, dude, we got a question, you know, from uh, a listener about the Sharks' apparent uh, bad passing. Yeah, that's a good. That's, yeah, is that is this something that that you have personally noticed, dude? You notice that the Sharks have worse passing than either you can remember this team having, or or in contrast to other teams, or is this just the Sharks? aren't playing that well and you just happen to notice things like that now? Uh, I mean, I, I think that maybe the thing that stands out is that the Sharks' best playmakers are not making good decisions and making good passes, right? That Joe Thornton element is gone, right? Like where you're sort of getting this, you know, uh, how did they make that pass kind of pass? I think there are some guys who think they can make that play, Right. That's not really happening. I mean, have you noticed that? You know, I can't say I have. I still think that's one thing Eric Carlson, I think, does a little bit more deceptively than maybe people realize. And I'm not trying to defend Eric Carlson's play so far this season. I think it's, at least from a defensive standpoint, it's been pretty bad. But he does sort of seem to make these really nice pinpoint breakout passes on the regular that it's pretty easy to miss. And... uh and so I think maybe there's some other ones that we're just kind of noticing. I haven't, I haven't sort of palpably noticed that the Sharks aren't passing as well, but, you know, mostly because I've been more concerned about defensive breakdowns and just what seems to be like poor decision-making rather than specific passing breakdowns. The Sharks kill that power play. Basically, LA had no scoring chances at all during that power play, so the Sharks... Penalty kill continues to roll, playing well. So at least that's that's one positive. One element of the special teams is doing well because the power play pretty bad. We'll see how the Sharks finish this period. Less than three minutes now, and can they sort of create a push to finish a period? It has this. This period has not been the problem. They they have generally started games well. It their inability to come out in the second period and either extend leads or not just, just straight up give them up. You know, like he'll get it to the point. Ferraro, nice little move against Kempe. Now. Out of the corner. Again, this and line. There's a delay penalty coming here to LA. Oh, look at that. Oh, yes. Nice. All right. Well, dude. With his sixth of the year, and it's 2 nothing. Okay. 2 Again, nothing. I mean, like, I think well, what we've seen so far, right, it, the encouraging is that move your puck or move the puck or move yeah. your feet is working you can hear, terrifically hear them the making the analysis here of how they rotate the puck around here. And these are, this isn't flashy, right? 
This is just good play. Now look at that. Like that. That's great spacing. That's good movement. And it's been what a lot of this has been the kryptonite of the Sharks. They just don't move around and they just stand around. Yep. See that? Very encouraging. got the only goal on Saturday against Anaheim. Yeah, that was a really pretty goal. Definitely good movement, good vision by all the players involved, and Couture managed to cash it in. And I love to see that late in the period. I, I can't help but think that maybe they can carry something into the second. You hate to see... I, I really hate to see... It always bothers me when I'm thinking late in a period and the Sharks have a small lead and a bunch of things happen, and I think to myself... Just get out of the period without giving up a goal, right? Oh, I thought that might deflect in there for a second from Carlson. Still just trying to look for that pretty pass, Eric Carlson. He's got a good, he's got one of the best shots I've seen and just is reluctant to shoot lately. Kicks this one over to Shemek. Yeah, I mean, that might be the best, or I mean, uh, not the best, but one of the only shots I remember Eric Carlson taking. Like, I mean, that, I like seeing him driving into the net and taking a shot like because at some point they're just not gonna they're gonna dare you to do it right oh my gosh come on and jones with pads down i don't know if he had to make the save there jared anderson dolan trying to dish across the grain Jared Anderson Dolan, clearly a force in this game, dude. See if Burns can make And this is, you know, what, what they're talking about on the broadcast right now is talking about, you know, Carlson extending the shift. And we saw that in the last Anaheim game in overtime where the Sharks took shift, long shift, long shift. They really blew it. In terms of, you know, staying out on the ice too long. And, you know, that can be incredibly costly. Here we go again, dude. Another penalty. Can we somehow get to 3 nothing? In 25 seconds left in the period, dude? I would sure hope so. That would really... Wait, was that Jeff Carter on the bench, dude? I think I saw Jeff Carter on the bench there. I haven't noticed Jeff Carter once in this game. Yeah, I think that was him. I think he was on the bench. Cool. We call that the Patrick Line in, uh, in John Tortorella world. His clearing attempt hit the referee. Sharks in business here, perhaps. And the bank can't get it out in front for Hurdle. As Carlson carefully dishing to Burns. Still time here if they hurry. No light. No no joy here at the end of the first. The Kings kill it. Oh, but I mean, maybe the best period of hockey we've seen from them so far this year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... And listen, we might be the uh, the magic touch. Dude. We we have to do this every game now, dude. I'm not going <laughs> to log off Zoom. I'm going to be on Zoom until the Sharks lose, which uh-huh. will be maybe another 90 minutes. Yeah, right. Well, how long is the second period going to take? <laughs> okay. Well, dude, I mean, it, this will be posted after the game is over. Yep. So do you think the Sharks will cough this up, or do you feel like you see something a little different from them? Right. Oh, I... I throw everything in the can when it comes to the second period. It seems like the Sharks can play a great first period, and then the second period they just suddenly forget how to play hockey. So why is that? Like, can can you? I mean, I'm asking you to explain something that, that probably nobody can explain other than that. 
But what, what, why do you think that is? I would love to ask, I mean, do you think that they are aware of how bad they are in the second period and it's just mental? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, these, these stats are all available. You think the coaching staff is not aware that the Sharks are the worst or the second worst or whatever team in the NHL in terms of goal differential in the second period, as the announcers have pointed out several times so far this year? It's They know it. They know it. I don't know what it is that creates that situation, but it's just so strange. The long change is, you know, psychologically damaging. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, dude, this was fun. This was fun. I, you we know, would love to hear from people to see if you thought it was fun. Right. Well, this is just a waste of your time. It could be a waste of time. And, uh, I'll try and splice in the the audio so we're not talking on top of the announcers and stuff. So it's going to be that. But obviously, from a video perspective, it may be fun. Also, it could be interesting from a legal perspective. Who, who knows if the shark, <laughs> the shark sharks are going to sue us for doing this? So, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, all right, this does well, count as uh, criticism, right? Fair use and so forth. Uh, I'm hoping. Uh, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. <laughs> But dude, I, at least at least it provided a new spark for us in a season that so far I would say has been more disappointing than gratifying. Yeah, so far tonight, extremely gratifying in the gratifying category. Absolutely, dude, and and this was fun. Let's let's do this again. Fantastic. Go sharks. Go sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.